Warm greetings to Chivia Churches. Warm greetings to those joining us from elsewhere. This is Colin, and we have our, our podcast for this week. And we'll be meeting in Yetham at 10 and Linton, and that will be the harvest Sunday for Linton. That will be 11.15. Um, what's going on? The craft group meet on Monday, the coffee morning Tuesday in Yetham, the prayer group at Linton at night, and more battle guild meets, and that will be on Thursday, 6th of October, 2 p.m., and that's in the village hall, and Colin will be the speaker. I will be the speaker. And on Saturday, you you all, I've been mentioning the kilt walk, and that has passed now, but originally I was going to do, do it as part of the St. Cuthbert's Way, and we agreed that on this Saturday, a group from the church would walk the stretch between Morbato and Yetham, so up over wide open. So that's still going on. So Saturday, if you're out for a walk, want a walk uphill, um, we meet at the village shop in Morbato about 10 o'clock. We plan to leave. And next Sunday, it will be a joint service in Yetham at 11 o'clock to celebrate harvest, and that will be followed by lunch. And anyone willing to help with the catering, please speak to Susan. And then the following week, the 16th of October, it will be in more battle, a joint service in more battle for Holy Communion. Later on October, maybe three weeks time, 22nd of October, um, we'll have our retreat on Holy Island. And I know we'd asked for names before, but please confirm with Trish whether you're ready to go and if you need transport or if you can offer a seat in your car to get there. That would be great. And finally, for our harvest services, there'll be a retiring collection for the Pakistan Flood Appeal. Our call to worship. With thankful hearts, we gather to worship God. May we be united in love and praise. With generous and faithful minds, we open our hearts. May we be filled with the knowledge of Christ's teaching. With all the trials and temptations of life around us, may we lay them down and prepare to worship God. And we have, as I mentioned, there'll be harvest in 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 more in Linton, and we have as our first hymn, we plough the fields and scatter. And
Thanks to Heather and Gordon. Let us pray. Eternal and loving God, we're in awe as we worship you today. Your generosity knows no bounds. And we're humbled by the breadth and length and depth of your love for us, which extends to the people of the whole world that you made so creatively. How wonderful it is that you brought variety and colour and vibrancy and beauty to our earth. For you have been a generous and caring master who wants the best for your children. We are blessed with continents and countries and areas that range from the high mountain to the deep ocean, the small rural village to the bustling town. All of this has been made so perfectly, a lovely gift to be experienced and lived to the full. Creator God, you've showered upon us all the resources we need for a fulfilling life, including families and friends who love us, work and leisure that inspire us, and a faith that brings meaning and purpose day by day. We're truly thankful. You know everything about us, the thoughts we have, the desires we fight against, the words that are spoken that can cause distress or worry or fear. We confess the mistakes that we've made, the actions taken or not taken, and say sorry. Sorry because we've let others gain the upper hand instead of turning to you. Sorry that we've not been as faithful as we could have been. Loving God, forgive us and assure us and empower us as we move forward in faith renewed and forgiven, knowing that you are with us, urging, encouraging, and driving us on. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever. Amen. Our first reading is from the book of Lamentations and chapter 3 and verse 19. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. And yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait on him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good to bear the yoke. While we are young. Amen. And then we turn to Luke's Gospel in chapter 17 and from verse 5. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. He replied, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you had a servant ploughing or looking after sheep. 
What do you say to the shepherd when he comes in from the field? Come along now and sit down to eat. Would he not rather say, prepare my supper and get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink? After that, you may eat and drink. Would he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you've done everything you have been told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. Amen. And the Lord bless these readings from his holy word. All praise be to God's name. And we have the... Um, the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, 153. stop there. Let us pray. God, our creator, you have made us one with all the earth to tend it and to bring forth fruit. May we so respect and cherish all that has life from you that we may share in the labor of all creation to give birth to your hidden glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A couple of weeks ago was a Morbato flower show and yesterday was the Yetum show. And at both events, I stood amazed at the skills that people have. They're able to grow gigantic leeks or thick stalks of rhubarb. They're flowers wonderfully proportioned and the brightest of colours. Cakes and scones and jams. Beautifully carved steaks. And at Yetum, there's all the, the livestock as well. The sheep, the sheepdogs also runners tackling a hilly course of cross-country. All great fun. It all represents a real commitment of time and effort to grow the fruit, to grow the vegetables, a creativity to produce the best of displays. I look at my garden and there's nothing I could display there. But you know, there are flowers and there are trees that Give me such a lot of pleasure over the months and years. We humans can work away. It's God who ultimately brings about the growth. I don't think I saw in either of the shows any mustard bushes. But Jesus 
had a particular liking for mustard seeds, for he uses them in several of his parables. The seeds were tiny. Yet put them in the ground, lavish them with TLC, with tender, loving care, and they would grow into a large bush. But in the parable this morning, Jesus uses the image of the mustard seed to talk about faith. The disciples had asked, they said, increase our faith. And Jesus said, well, if you had the tiniest of faith, the size of a mustard seed, then you'd be able to tell this mulberry bush to uproot itself and plant itself in the tree. That's the Luke version. In Matthew, we read about faith that would even move mountains. In Cairo, the story is told from the medieval times when Cairo was a place where there were the three great monotheistic religions, Islam and Judaism and Christianity. Apparently, the heads would gather every now and again to chat. But this time, the sultan and the chief rabbi routed in the Christian bishop. They said, oh, we've been reading about this parable that Jesus said about the mustard seed and having faith to move mountains. Why don't you do it? And they challenged the bishop to prove it and to move a mountain or else his flock would be put to the sword. He was given three days, and the bishop was in despair. He tried to explain that it maybe shouldn't be taken too literally, that Jesus was maybe exaggerating to put across a point, but they wouldn't listen. The story goes, however, that after sleepless nights and much fasting, on the third day, they managed to move the mountain. And the sultan abdicated and became a Christian. So the story goes. We may take the story like that with a pinch of salt, but for many Coptic Christians in Egypt, even today, they believe it happened. They live as a small minority, and stories like that bolster their faith. We read from the, the Book of Lamentations today, and it's rather a gloomy book, for it records the aftermath of the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. The temple had been razed to the ground and the precious treasures taken away. And even the king had been led in chains to Babylon. The people who were left lamented in their despair. But in chapter 3, with the tiniest mustard seed light in their darkness. The writer realizes, all of a sudden, amid all the despair and gloom, that God's love is still there and is new every morning, so great is God's faithfulness. And suddenly in the worst of situations, there was hope. And they clung on to that hope, just like the Coptic church in Egypt clung on to the, the hope of the moving of the mountain. The disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith. And I think by that they meant their trust. And we're often in that situation when we look at other people who, who have gone before us or people that we greatly respect and they seem to have so much faith. 
Whereas ours is, is often wanting. But I think we need to take these words from lamentations to heart. As God's love is ever there for us, is new every morning. The saints were ordinary people with all their failings, but somehow made a difference. And it inspires us for we too, with all our failings, can still make a difference. Daoud Nasser is a Palestinian Christian and has a farm near Bethlehem, has been in the family for many generations, and they've the title deeds to prove it. It's now surrounded by Israeli settlements, which ever seek to encroach upon their land. But he now calls the farm the Tent of Nations, because volunteers come from all over to help the Nasser family to plant their olive trees and especially help them with the harvest. But time and again, these, the settlers have burnt their trees and tried to uproot them. But the Nasser family just replant. They refuse to be intimidated and they refuse to treat the settlers as enemies. And to me, that's faith. Despite the hatred they faced, they responded with love. And they planned, believing in a bright future. We pray that it will come. As a farmer plants crops, hoping for a good yield. Or a gardener plants uh, the, the flowers and vegetables, hoping for a good display. So we, as Christians, plant the seeds of hope. Yes, sometimes there can be doom and gloom around us. But God's love is there for us, new every morning. We cling to that and cling to God's faithfulness. Amen. And we have our, our prayer of dedication for our offering. O God of the ages, we give because you have given so much to us. Help us to, to use our resources to bring about change that the poor may be lifted up, the broken-hearted healed, the despised included. Oh, said, so let our love for you ever increase. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. And the hymn 259, Beauty for Brokenness. Again, we'll just hear the, the first couple of verses in the chorus. Thank you. 
and let us pray. Eternal one, we praise you for your goodness and your grace, your love which sustains our world and all that is therein, the diversity of your creation and the beauty of our planet, the animals and forms of life with which we share our fragile hope. Most high, we give thanks for all that is good in our lives, our church where we're nurtured and sustained, our community where we meet people in all sorts of ways. Here in the security of our worship, we bring to you places, O oh God, that are not secure, for we remember those who weep. The people of Ukraine living with invasion and terror and uncertainty People of Afghanistan recovering from earthquake and living with an unstable government. The people of Yemen, people of Pakistan afflicted by flooding. We pray for those who seek work for peace in all these places, seeking to sing your song of peace in a strange place. We ask your blessing on those who investigate war crimes attempts to bring perpetrators to justice. And we ask you to continue to turn the hearts of politicians towards peace and away from war. We remember to eternal one, our own nation in times of trouble. Pray for those who struggle to pay their bills this month and this winter. For those who suffer the, due to the fall of the, the value of sterling. And for those who have no alternative but to strike to defend their livelihoods. Give wisdom, O oh God, to those who dare to lead us. That integrity and justice and compassion will become watchwords for our national life. So we pray for the church that we might be forward looking and outward looking. Help us to put our trust in your God and give us faith to make a difference. Faith that you still call people to yourselves, that you have to work and, and purpose for us. And faith the size of a mustard seed. And so in a moment of silence, we bring to God the names of those whom we worry and, and love about, love that we love and worry about. Lord, hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And we're finishing with 644, O Jesus, I have promised.
And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his smile towards you and grant you ever peace. Amen.